2: Anne-Marie Cross
0: and welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast this is episode 246 246 brought to you by podcasting with purpose helping you to stand out be heard and become that influential voice in your industry with a podcast and I'm your host Anne-Marie Cross the podcasting queen joining me on today's show is Jean Tooney Jean shares leadership development and business strategies from her years as a corporate trainer founding two or co-founding, I should say, two non-profits and owning her own business to help ministry leaders and faith-based entrepreneurs make, measure and market impact that will transform lives and uplift the kingdom. Now on today's show, Jean's going to share who do you think you are? She's going to encourage us to be audacious. If you can change your mind, you can change the world. Can't wait to dive deeper into that. She's going to talk about massive action and forward momentum begins with what? Guess what? One step, one decision. She's also going to talk about how your motives will speak louder than your marketing. In the end, your character will make or break your efforts to build and sustain a ministry or a business. So very true. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, you are so very welcome. I love the way that uh, you have said, and we've titled today's podcast interview: "If you can change your mind, you can change the world." Now, I mean, you know, it's e- a lot easier sometimes to to say that than than do that. Before we dive into all of that good stuff, just share with us. Um, you obviously came back from a background of as a corporate trainer. You co-founded two nonprofits, and as well as your own business. What is it about business and even non for profit? Because obviously, um, you know, in business you're there for profit, and non for profit. There's still aspects of business building and momentum and so forth. What is it about uh, business entrepreneurship that uh, you really love?
1: You know, it it's so. Um, I, I used to try to put myself into a box mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was when I was younger, because I remember in high school, we had to go to our guidance counselor and pick a major so that we, you know, in terms of college prep, right? And back then I I could not pick anything. And I kid you not, I I chose accounting just because it was the first major on the paper because there were so many different things that I was interested in, (laughs) isn't that awful? So I chose accounting. I went in and, you know, started taking accounting classes in uh, high school and even worked in a tax prep um, firm here in the U.S.'s H&R Block. I don't know if it's worldwide. Yeah, we got
0: H&R Block, too.
1: (laughs) Okay, yes. (laughs) Worked there, you know, just did the whole thing. And when I was in college, I took a Myers-Briggs personality test. Yes. I was always interested in marketing and branding. The Myers-Briggs personality test said my ideal careers were marketing, mm. sales, anything other than being behind a keyboard. Yes, <laughs> just the opposite. Yes, uh, yeah. So wow. I, um, I, I still, you know, ran from it just because that was the plan. I was going to be mm. an accountant. I was going to be a CPA, and I just kept pushing my personality. Um, just kept pushing against those boundaries, and so with the entrepreneurship came about because I just I couldn't fit neatly into a box there were so many things that I wanted to do
0: yeah I love that I love that and actually it reflects some of my journey too I remember at school I grew up in in New Zealand and we had what we called school search and then you had UE which was university entrance and then of course you would go to college university which you would do for four years and I remember taking um accounting And secretarial practice as, Uh you know, um, backup, backup uh, topics, you know. And and, uh, I remember sitting in accounting class, you know, we had to do everything by hand, by the way. Now we've got Myob and and a lot of accounting software to, to do that. I mean, that just shows how how long ago that was, but I remember yeah. it was interesting because I fell off a horse, had an accident, so I was concussed and so I had to have um, therapy for quite some time, was able to, to leave uh, couldn't go back to school for a while and I subsequently got an office job doing accounting, like bookkeeping in, in those days as, and, and you know what, I loved it for a while. Um, <laughs> but isn't it interesting how sometimes you, you learn this particular topic because you think this is what you want to do, but how God's wired you is not conducive to to that and um anyway i love that that love that story and it yeah it reflects a bit of my own as well so thank you for for indulging me to to share that now i love how you we've said in the intro and this is what you're going to talk about today who do you think you are be audacious if we can change our mind you can change the world we can change the world what are some insights you want to share here
1: Right. So one of the things along my journey that I've learned, and it's, it's okay. So let me just put this disclaimer out here. When I'm talking like that, more than likely I'm talking to myself. (laughs) And if someone else happens to pick it up, then great. (laughs) But for me, um, even going back to when I, you know, I was talking about with the accounting and marketing, Mm -hmm. knowing where my heart wanted me to go, I wasn't audacious enough back then to say, this is what I'm going to do. So, um, in or when I'm talking about changing your mind, I'm talking about, um, getting in agreement with God, mm-hmm. who God says you are, who's God, who God says, um, you are called to be what you are called to serve. And then just getting, being bold enough to get out there and do it. Yes. Because a lot of times if God puts, if God puts a vision in our hearts, he's already given us everything that we need to, to make this thing come to, come to pass, right?
0: Yeah. yeah a yeah. lot of
1: times we talk ourselves out of it.
0: Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. instead
1: of talking ourselves out of it and going back to that safe space, for me it was accounting, mm-hmm. knowing that I should have been in another environment to be more productive. Um, we, talk, we talk ourselves out of it and we go into a safe space. Mm-hmm. So if you just change your mind and be, become okay with being bold, Lining your actions up with what God's word says is for you, as opposed to lining your actions up with what your aunt says or Mm -hmm. what your friends say, you know, or what those voices in your head says. Um, You know, I I just feel like a lot more people would be happier and more fulfilled. I mean, obviously, I'm not a psychologist, Mm -hmm. um, but I just I truly believe that depression and mental health, some mental health issues, um, Stem from you walking away from your calling.
2: Mm,
1: mm. And I don't want to simplify it too much because I'm not a mental health expert at all.
0: But you know what? Sometimes we can overcomplicate things. I want to dive into this because I so agree with you in in that around changing our mind. You know, and sometimes what happens is you may look at your circumstances and think, because again, the mind is a, a complex, incredible, beautiful thing if we're using no. thing you know here i use the technical term if we're using it to our benefit now sometimes we can look at those years that we have done that if i look back and live often you know with regret oh if only i had done that but i and i want to sh- ask you a question so i'm leading up i'm segueing into it yeah, if yeah. i look back <laughs> over the many experiences because i'm like you i could never put myself into a box and in fact here i'm disclosing i might have mentioned this before i love learning new things i'll learn it and go yeah done that know that done that move on move on But God's now using everything that I have learned over the last number of decades and I'm leveraging it as part of what I'm doing now. So actually the journey has been purposeful and intentional. So often even if we are in situations Don't let your mind and your thinking ever live in regret or, uh, you know, uh, uh, and often we can do that. When you look back to the time that you've spent doing accounting, learning and in the workplace, I'm sure in your business, you are leveraging off that information now and that that experience to help you in your business, yes?
1: Yes, exactly, exactly. You know, this is a, a sidebar, but one of my um, former colleagues said, said to me, the mind is a dangerous, dark place. Don't go in alone. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> always arm yourself. And I remember, you know, Joyce Myers has the yeah. book, The Battlefield of the Mind. You have to like read and meditate over and over. It's a constant exercise. No one can say, oh, I fixed my mind and now I'm good.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, but, that's always,
1: yeah. Yeah, right? But, yeah, I mean, I definitely do not. I am trying to train myself to not live in regret Mm. because sometimes, I'll, you know, we do fall back into that negative space. But one of the things that my kids, my kids are um, some two of my kids are preteen or are teenagers. And they're like, yeah, yeah, mom, we know all things work together for the good. Yeah, yeah, we hear it all the time. But I truly believe that. Yeah. Even if you were in customer service when you're in high school and now you're in your 30s or your 40s, you can see how that experience impacts your life, you know, yeah. in, in, in terms of helping your professional development. Yeah. You know, learning how to treat people when now you're in management. Mm-hmm. Nothing is, that says in the word, nothing is wasted. Yeah. yeah. Nothing will be wasted. Yeah. You know,
0: I, I love the song. Um, and I'm I, as I'm thinking of it, I can't think of the title, but it, it says, even. I, even in my wanderings you were there you know and and god will often he'll always be able to turn it uh, uh, around and i think kim walker stewart was uh the 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 writer of and singer of, of that song something i want to talk about in this being audacious if you can change your mind you can change the world as a previous career coach, one of the things that I would often hear were people working in careers and as parents, um, you know, sometimes we needed to take a check in to ourselves. We want the best for our children. But sometimes our children have been wired uh, in, in in a different way that maybe they're not going to follow in the footpath of, of our grandfather and our father or mother or grandmother. Mm-hmm. So what would you say to someone then um, that is... You know, maybe wanting to have a conversation with a, a partner or or their parents to say, you know, what I really don't feel that this particular area is where I need to be, because that can be a scary thing if you need to approach your parents and say, I don't really know if this uh, line of work is really what I want to do and what I want to be when I grow up, sort of thing. It can be scary having yeah. those conversations.
1: Exactly, it is. It it well. It can be scary if Mm. you haven't done your job as a parent to be open and receptive and to allow your child to have a voice, right? So for me, um, that again, that's something that I had to learn and to grow in. So I told you I have two kids that are teenagers where one child is out of college and I hide my gray, (laughs) (laughs) but I have one child is out of college and she started her own um, basketball training facility. One of the nonprofit organizations that we co-founded was for youth um, student athletes to travel all around the country and play basketball in front of college coaches to get, and they were offered millions and millions of dollars of scholarships. So she has taken that legacy and she um, told me her senior, the, the first semester of her senior year of college, that when she got out of college, but she was, Because we were talking about our job search, yes. right? And she was like, I'm not looking for a job. I'm going to start my own business. Mm. This is exactly what I want to do. And I'm like, you've never even worked for anyone. How are you going to be a leader if you haven't ever been a follower, blah, blah, blah? You know, all of my self-limiting beliefs <laughs> as a mm-hmm. mom, mm. I was trying to dump on her. Thank God we had raised a leader. Yeah. And she she knew <laughs> yeah. what she wanted. She yeah. was audacious enough to lead, to right. like her own path. Mm-hmm. And what I had to do was check myself and step back and say, "Okay, however, I can support you, I want to support you." Now she was a trailblazer trailblazer for for my other kids. So now when my other kids come and say, "Hey, I want to start my own business, mm-hmm. now it would be more receptive for me to say that. Yes. But as a mom, it was hard.
0: yeah, it was absolutely. hard for
1: me not to uh, not for, for me to accept her not wanting to go down the college, job, retirement, track
0: yes. that we're
1: so programmed to go down. And she's like, no, that's not for me. Mm,
0: mm, mm. As you're yeah. sharing that, I'm reminded of an interview that I watched on YouTube, and it was between Steve Furtick, who's obviously the head pastor of Elevation Church in North Carolina, yeah. and Bishop T. Jakes, which I absolutely loved. I'll often watch that because the, the two bouncing off one another, it's great, great energy. But Bishop T. Jakes was saying, you know, often as, when we watch our children, there's certain characteristics and strengths and qualities that already start shining through I think one of the examples he gave was of uh, one of his daughters where she was a real problem solver she was able to to get in there if there was a challenge come up with an idea and I think as parents nurture that because yeah. how that will be used in the future well God will, will obviously show that way but if we can help the nurture the natural strengths that comes through they'll find a way in, in which they can uh, bring that you know out forward in in the kingdom such a great reminder as as, uh, parents yeah yeah
1: my parents are wonderful people i was raised in a two-parent household my dad was a drill sergeant in the army so you know and i'm the oldest so you kind of know like my i probably need to see somebody about those issues (laughs) (laughs) but um i didn't have a voice Mm. Even as the oldest child, I didn't, I didn't know my own worth, know my own voice until I was in my adult years. And I tried to start finding that, you know, for survival for one, but for profitability in the marketplace, you know, as well, Mm. but for my kids. Because I recognized what I was lacking in terms of my self-esteem, my self-worth. I was trying to make sure that they grew up to be independent, self-thinking leaders. Yeah. And now that backfires on you when they want to go out on a Friday night and they're giving you their 10-point plan. In their presentation. <laughs> You know, but I would rather them be independent, strong-willed thinkers mm. and challenge me so that we can work through that you know, yes. as
0: opposed to them not
1: having that, yeah. you know, that voice, yeah. not being audacious.
0: Yes. I love the way that you shared that because I, one of the questions that I was going to ask you when you, you, you'd said initially, uh, you know, how your daughter said, well, I want to start a business. And you said to her, well, how can you do that if you haven't kind of gone through and be led by someone? And oh, it is through their upbringing that she would have seen and you would have created. And I'm sure if you look back now to the way that she was brought up, or they were encouraged that you could see almost the leadership, that independence, that thinking um, comes through, that, that she was developing those skills yeah. and strengths as, as a child. And sometimes we need to remind ourselves of that as parents, but also as business owners Very as funny. well. And this leads beautifully into the next point. I mean, massive action and for forward momentum begins with one step and one decision. How often if we track back to why we've remained stuck, not the changing of our mind, certainly, but that's because we haven't really set that intention and made that decision to finally go for something. Would you agree? I
1: totally agree. I totally agree. And I'm so glad that you use that word intention because that is one of the things when I'm working with um, private clients is your actions have to be deliberate and intentional. And it's not, well, you know what? I shouldn't just say private clients because this is in our family lives as well. Mm -hmm. You know, you're just not going to have a great relationship with your daughter just because you woke up that morning. All of our actions have to be intentional. I definitely agree with what you said.
0: Mm, yeah so so true so what would you say then to someone ar- around that I mean I think awareness and bringing awareness to that is so important but really you've either if you if you have been saying for so long you know I want to do this I want to do that then you've got to make that intention you definitely have got to make that intention and then the decision and then take yeah. one step after the other because as we said here massive action and forward momentum begins with that one step what would you say to someone then that maybe can see that the reason why they haven't is they haven't made the decision and they definitely haven't taken that step over the years have there been certain bible verses that have been your cling to Um, because I know we can all relate to this but are there any favorite bible verses that come to mind that maybe you can share as uh, something that can support us
1: you know what it is so funny because whenever I go so I work with my primary target is working with pastors and yes there are some bible verses My primary target is working with pastors, and then I find myself working with um, faith-based, I call them faith-based bosses, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, because, and then also, too, um, the the third group that I would work with would be um, corporate people that have their, you know, they're they're not ready, and I don't believe everybody should be a full-time entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not, that's not in the cards for everyone, but they have their side hustle, they have that area of fulfillment that they want to do. And a lot of times what I find holding them back um, is perception Mm -hmm. and just like when we're going back to changing your mind, it's just fear is, we call it fear, that's standing in between them taking that that first step, but it's just really them making the decision to go ahead and move forward and understanding that God's got you no matter what. So I actually what I did um, for one client, and you're going to think, that, I don't know if you're going to think this is corny or not, okay? <laughs> but in terms of the scriptures, because we were talking about something, and I just sent her a text because, again, I felt like she she had all the pieces together. Mm. When I come in and you give me your vision and I, you know, just say, okay, well, if this is what you want to do, these are the action steps that we take. The only thing left is for you to actually take that first step. Mm. So if it's three weeks later, why haven't you done it? Right? Yeah. yeah. So, okay, I'm gonna read this to you. <laughs> that I said to her. And it's a combination of scriptures because I don't just have one. The word is so good. Mm-hmm. It's just so many um boss moves in the word. But okay. Before I formed you in your mother's womb and you're gonna you're gonna see the ones that pop out to yes, you, right? Yes. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I called you by name. And set you apart for a specific purpose. Fear not. Your gifts will make room for you. I sent my son so you may have life and have it more abundantly. Trials will come, but you win. Just make sure everything you do is for my glory. Keep loving me and you will see you can do all things through Christ and that all things work together for the good. So I took like six scriptures because everything, all of this is just like a love letter to us to just... Go for it.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Live
1: your best. Why?
0: yeah you know what that is not corny at all in fact i think we should all be doing that uh something that um we, we just said actually in a couple of shows that i've recorded prior to yours today was the okay. word of god is the sword of the spirit it's part of the you know the um the right. armor of god and that is yeah. you know anytime that we're feeling doubt fear of the enemy sticks his ugly head in our face again we can just you know with this word of god the sword of, of the yeah. spirit i love that so, um, so what you did, and this is something that we can can do too, is find some scriptures that really speak to us and weave yeah. that into a story. Uh, I right. love that. Right. Put it into our journal. And it's so,
1: it's so it, it works in different settings because, like I said, you know, the, the people that I work with, and it's so, yeah. even pastors, pastors, of course, know these mm. scriptures. I mean, they know Jeremiah, they know John Tintin, they know all of this stuff. Mm. But what I find is, um, even the mo- even the strongest believer, you can be gifted in your craft. You can be, tr- like, a, if you're a hairstylist or if you're a pastor. A pastor is probably, sometimes the pastors that I meet, they, they were mechanics when they were called. They could have been a barber yeah. when they were called. And now here they are. They answered the call, and now they're leading a nonprofit corporation. Yes. So on one side, they are very gifted and talented when they're in that pulpit right? Mm. But when they're in the boardroom, they need these scriptures because it's like, you don't forget who you are. You know, don't forget who you are. And that's why I always go back to, you know, who do you think you are? Because Mm. there are some powerful, powerful people that um, are called to do wonderful things for the kingdom, Mm. but they don't believe, you know, and that's why, I was, you know, and I, I say it over and over and over again, who do you think you are? And I'm like, who do you think you are in Christ? Who do you think you are to yourself? Yes. Because the word tells you who you are. Mm. But then when you get in these boardrooms, you're letting a deacon intimidate you. Or mm. when you're um, a hairstylist and you're, you've done a wonderful job with someone in the chair, you don't want to go out into the community and shamelessly promote yourself as a faith-based
0: um, business owner. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. So, so true great great reminder yeah. for all of us well, yeah
1: that's uh, that's why I have all those scriptures so I'm sorry it's not just one
0: no that no I love that uh, weave them together and I mean I think uh, uh, paraphrasing I mean you know all sorts of uh, different prayers it says you know we can use yeah. them as as affirmations like that or dive deep into what's the story around that but I think no matter what age we're at or stage that we're at in our business I think there will always be challenges such as there are always challenges in our personal life but I love what you reminded us within that is seeking him first i love i can't remember where it's from but it's you know delight yourself in the lord and he will give you the desires of your heart and as you start Mm -hmm. to live that through you realize that the desires in your heart are actually god's will anyway you know, but right. they are because he knew he knows, he knows you and he knitted you in, in your mother's womb. So he knows exactly, um, uh, yeah, how he's created you to be and, and obviously to be out in the world. Let's talk about your motives will speak louder than your marketing. So true. If we say one thing, yet our actions do another, guess what's going to speak the loudest? Share more about yeah. this.
1: Yeah. So I've been, um, again, you know, in the church and in the marketplace looking at both. Businesses and both types of businesses. Now, sometimes, well, you know, sometimes I get pushbacks in the churches and the business. I'm like, the church is a nonprofit corporation. Yes. Yeah.
0: So there are I'm still aspects that. of that that you run. That the principles, yes. isn't it? Yes. <laughs> exactly. So that's that's the side that I'm talking about, not yeah. the you know the spiritual side.
1: So I've been in both environments, looking at the leadership teams for business for for-profit and nonprofit businesses, mm. and they can have the nicest campaigns the nicest campaigns but people don't want to work for you don't want to work with you or for Mm. you because you're just nasty or you're just rude you know and it's just It's amazing how someone so gifted and so talented can waste opportunities and relationships because business is all relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, the kingdom is all about relationships. So that's why I feel like it's so important to treat people not how, what is it? it's like the golden rule modified version. Treat people how they deserve to be treated, you know, mm-hmm. not how you would want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the reason why, and I learned that from one of my mentors is because you have different expectations than other people. You know, yeah. just because you're punctual doesn't mean that everybody else is punctual, mm-hmm. you know. So there's a certain grace and mercy that you need to give to every human being the same way that God gives to us. So that's yeah. what I mean by, you know, your your, your reputation will precede your branding. Yes. You can you can look good. Your website can be nice and everything, but you will tear down lives. There's so many people that are vulnerable and are looking for your leadership, mm. looking for your example as a way to the cross.
0: Yeah, yeah. But yeah. if you
1: forget that, if you don't keep that at top of mind, then it doesn't matter how Breach your website is yeah. Doesn't no matter how good your product is. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so true. And you know, it's interesting that you mentioned about you know how some churches are are really hesitant. We're not run. We're not a business. However, the principles of running a business, streamline processes and systems, leadership, how you deal with your team and build morale, yeah. and how you address and negotiate and influence through the words. I think. Uh, You know, all of those principles that we're talking about today and all through all the shows can be used in non-for-profit and certainly in churches. And in actual fact, I think in some instances, they should be implemented because there may not be as many, you know, the unfortunately some, um, yeah, disharmony there, I I, I think, for sure. But talking about then around businesses, and if you're talking about business or, or ministry around the motors louder than your marketing, What are some things that you would say if we realise, okay, we can see that maybe there's a bit of a disconnect there between what we're saying and how we're approaching our, our actions. What would be one really good place to start to be able to take that forward momentum, again, with just one step? What is the most important step? Other than making a decision, we're going to work on this. We're going to make sure that we make some changes. But what's a really good step that you've seen uh, is important to even start to head you know in the right direction and build that momentum what would that great be?
1: question great question and this that you that really excites me <laughs> because here it is you have a vision right you have an idea of what you want to do my first step my first questions a set of questions would be okay this is your vision let's quantify it Let's quantify it, let's put some time, let's put some benchmarks there, and let's look at the impact that your vision is supposed to have on these lives that you're called to serve, Mm. right? So then it goes back to where I was talking about your ability to make, measure, and market impact. Mm. So if you are looking at, um, if we're looking at your vision, we're gonna say, okay, this is where you wanna be, Six weeks from now, six months from now, let's backdate it, and then you know set different benchmarks, and then let's go out and see if we're going to make impact. Yes. You know, let's measure the impact that we've made, and then go out and tell the community, tell corporate partners, tell um, government uh, agencies, anybody, um, yeah. what you're doing. So, I mean, I, I try to tie, I try to tie everything back to the impact that you're making.
0: Yeah. So so, so know, true. That, yeah, and it's so relevant, as we, as you said, to if it's a not-for-profit or if it's for a, a for-profit business. I mean, I think in the non-for-profit, they do fundraising. The more funds that you are able to raise and support you're able to, to get financially is more that yeah. you can contribute back to the incredible causes that, that you are there for, I think, and similarly in right. business too, um, particularly Kingdom Business pro, um, Profits. You know, we can then support, um, you know, projects and things that we know that have got some incredible uh, impact uh, in the world for, for the, the different causes that are running. I think it's just so very important. But absolutely, look at our, yeah. look at our vision. Let's put some quantified results on there or some ideas or or goals that we want to to, uh, achieve and then work backwards and say, okay, what are the actions that we need to do? What needs to happen to be able to achieve that? And at the end of the six weeks or six months, celebrate that you've achieved that. Because so often we have a vision and then we expect it to just suddenly, you know, come about without really clearly getting... uh, on the actions, who's responsible for that, and yeah. who who's able to uh, to lead that. Such a great yeah. conversation, that, that Jane. The
1: first thing that I would say would just yeah. you know just like I said, look look at the vision, yeah. quantify it. And then focus on making impact. What do we need to do to make sure that we're actually moving the ball forward? Yeah,
0: yeah. Love, love, love that. If someone's listening or watching today, Jean, and they think, you know what? I can see that there's some gaps in what we're doing and would love to reach out and connect with Jean. What's the best way for them to do that?
1: Well, I'm on um social media. I've been and I, this is one of the things I tell the churches, don't be the, the your city's best kept secret. <laughs> I'm now <laughs> just now increasing my online presence. So all oh my of my God. hashtags are at miss m s Jean j e a n tony yeah, Miss Jean right. Tony, just to keep it simple.
0: yeah, fantastic, for, um, everybody.
1: so yeah, Facebook, Instagram.
0: Great, and we'll put all of those links on our show notes, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash TCE246. Jean, as we close up the show, may I finish with a word of prayer? Let's pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity that we could have today to listen to Jean and her testimony and the insights that she shared. Whether we're a not-for-profit ministry or whether we are for-profit, we just want to be reminded of the key things um, that Jean shared with us today that who do we think we are? we are who you say we are and that we are reminded that it's so important for us to lean into the word to to really get in our muscle and to remind ourselves of the promises that uh, you have made to us and so often we can forget when we get caught up in uh, the busyness of just running a business or, or running a ministry. Father we just want to uphold the work that she's doing in prayer we continue to bless her and multiply the work that she's doing as well as the clients that she uh, is working with and we ask this all in the precious name of Jesus amen Amen. thank Thank you so much for the work that you continue to do and for challenging us to be audacious because if we can change our mind we can change the world and just by hearing you read the um, the amalgamation of uh, of uh, bible verses kind of reminded us certainly of of who we are. I know that I've certainly been blessed. So thanks once again for coming on the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for the work that you're doing.
0: Please continue. Thank you.
2: You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklist to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training that's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training